Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Good For You podcast. My name is Saya and in this podcast, we discuss mind-opening concepts to live better each day. So just a bit of an update about my day today. I went ice skating this morning. I came home. I have work starting at 12 and right now I'm really enjoying the peace and tranquility in my house. Now, I never enjoy the peace and tranquility when I have the house to myself all day. It's only when I have to go somewhere that I'm like, oh, wow, isn't this so wonderful? I wish I could be here all day. <laughs> so it's always like that. Um, but look, I'm enjoying it and I wouldn't be enjoying it if I didn't have the limitations anyway. <laughs> so let's get on to today's topic. Today, I want to talk about how you can increase your creativity and productivity by intentionally making the time to not think or create or do anything at all. This topic was inspired by a story that I came across on one of those Facebook reels last night. The story is set in Japan, where this guy inherited a 150-year-old rundown public bathhouse. He managed to turn this bathhouse into a buzzing artistic and cultural hub by inviting artists to live rent-free at the bathhouse in exchange for them helping out. Today, the bathhouse and the artists have a symbiotic relationship where the bathhouse provides the artists with free accommodation and free bath every night. And the artists, in turn, plan community events to get more people in the bathhouse paint murals, donate their artworks, and clean and work at the bathhouse. What struck me was the owner of the bathhouse said, I thought that by having a free bath every night that the artists would be able to come up with new ideas while bathing and do more work. But I was wrong. He said, bath doesn't give them the time and opportunities for them to do more work, but most of the time it gives them the chance to not think or do any work. It seems that them having that time to not think or work really helps in their creative endeavors. He noticed that this seemingly wasted time was somehow contributing to their creativity and effectiveness. And science backs this idea up too. It's been well known for years how good meditating is for our creativity, effectiveness, stress and happiness levels. And the good news is that every one of us has meditated before, whether you know it or not. It may not be in the traditional form of crossing your legs and closing your eyes and focusing on your breath, but you have done it before. For example, for example, for centuries, bath has been giving people the opportunity to meditate. In other words, do nothing and think little. When tobacco was in fashion, I think that smoking time was meditation time for many people, where you let your mind wander and just relax. Sitting in a car or a train or a bus and just seeing the world go by, lying down on the ocean, hiking on the mountains, these are all meditative activities. Listening to music is another good one. The problem today is that it's so easy to go through a whole day without any meditative time at all. Why? Because even if it's just a few minutes wait, we look down at our phones. It's addictive and instinctive. We cannot bear to sit with our own thoughts and boredom. I know I can't. But because of all the benefits that nothing time provides you, I think it's worthwhile to train your brain to seek out nothing and enjoy doing nothing. 
not just when you're so exhausted all you can do is just sit and stare at a blank wall before you get to that point so take a mini vacation in your mind to de-stress and do a quick sweep whether it's by listening to music um, or whether it's by going on a walk taking a bath or even actually meditating and whether you're actually scroll whenever you're actually scrolling through social media just keep it in the back of your mind all you're looking for is probably relaxation of the mind and there are better and more effective ways to relax your mind and refresh yourself than social media because i think we can all agree that we don't feel refreshed after two hours on our phones the way we do after the same time in the bath going for a walk or listening to music or doing anything else really social media isn't made to be addictive but it's not supposed to be relaxing for your brain and it's going to feel a bit uncomfortable at first to to train your brain to relax but after a while i think that you'll find that relaxing meditating or doing nothing will be easier and it will make such a difference to your life good luck and i'm cheering on for each and every one of you see you in the next episode bye bye Welcome to the Good For You podcast. My name is Saya and in this podcast, we talk about mind-opening concepts to live better each day. A little update on myself. I'm a little bit hungry at the moment. I've been on a diet recently and I'm definitely feeling the calorie deficit that my body is in. And this has made me think quite a lot about just how much nice things we consume on a daily basis. Back in the day, things like salt, sugar, butter, flour, meats, all the high calorie stuff that tastes great was rarer, more expensive and a luxurious commodity. But now it's everywhere. And add on to that, culturally we eat out for entertainment and we eat to celebrate and we eat to feel better on low days. There's a chance to overindulge in food at least once a week, pretty much at every turn. Our standard of what we consider normal food has changed so much recently too. Meat consumption worldwide has been rising, sugar consumption has also been rising and Australia is actually at the top five in the world for sugar consumption. Which probably means that our normal is not at all normal when seen on a global lens or even historically in the last 200,000 years that humans have been around. 150 years ago, there were way less obese people. Not because they had better self-control or better metabolism. Maybe they moved more, but mostly just because those high empty calorie foods weren't as readily available to them. If we had to go back in time and live their lifestyle, we'll probably feel like we're on a strict diet with food portions and also by the contents of the food. For example, the medieval times peasants' main food was a dark bread made out of rye and grain. They ate a kind of stew called pottage made from peas, beans and onions that they grew in their gardens. Their only sweet food was berries, nuts and honey that they collected from the woods. Peasants didn't eat much meat. Compare this to a typical diet of today. We are way overindulging. The everyday food that we eat has shifted dramatically in the last 200 to 300 years. More people are also choosing to eat out. 
perhaps because in many households both the parents are now working so the quickest and easiest way to cut the time and also treat yourself for a big day at work is getting some takeaways i know personally what a huge dopamine hit a takeaway foods are and it's been a couple of generations of us now growing up with this new normal food is always available you eat meat with pretty much every meal one or two cookies after dinner a couple of times a week won't hurt there's lolly jars at work that we we can reach to and still on christmas and new years and valentines and birthdays you have a huge feast if you're living a normal life in australia today being overweight is also normal so perhaps what we need to do is to change the normal eat less meat have less sugar, eat out less, don't reach for that lolly jar. Do you need to have that sugar with tea and coffee? Frugal lifestyle is healthier lifestyle and you make that your new normal. And it's difficult at the start, it is for me right now, but after a while, it starts to become your new normal and by engaging in those luxuries less, you'll be able to enjoy it more too. It's not easy to keep your normal indulgence less than everyone around you, but by doing the by doing so, the indulgences will actually indulgences will actually feel like an indulgence. I remember like ten dollars felt like a lot as a child, but now it isn't. So finding your new normal is like taking down your lifestyle a notch, so that ten dollars does feel like a lot, and that's exciting. Instead of always searching for more and better things, it's smarter to put the effort into keeping the standards low. So what are the sacrifices for you that are low in cost, so it's not going to affect you dramatically, but high in reward? And how can you find your new normal? And what do you want your new normal to look like? And yeah, let me know on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, good luck. I'm cheering on. I'm cheering on for each and every one of you. Bye.